already did it live. All right, <laughs> fuck it. What's good, everybody? We are live. It is the Believe in the Southside podcast. I am Steve-O. I am joined by my co-host. That is Carrie at that baseball fan on Twitter. I am Steve-O at Drunk Shy Sox fan on Twitter. I've been drinking tonight, but I am good. Joining us is a very special guest, and I'm very happy to have him on with us. It is the one, the only, the Jordan Miller. Jordan. Thank you. For Hi, everyone. Me. I killed two Oh, is he just admitted it right off the bat. My, is my internet working? Nope. Okay. No, you're, you're good. Your internet's working. Jordan just admitted to killing Tupac. So, oh, and Carrie is off with us. All right. We're up. We're running. Carrie is off. We'll figure him out in a second. Jordan, how you doing, by the way? I'm doing well. Um, been better. Um, but um, I'm just pretty um, desperate to find out what's going on with our beloved White Sox. I want to see what, who our manager is going to be. I want to see what happens after the 10 days go by at both series if uh, AJ Powell's going to opt in because that will give us an idea of what we have to spend and what we're going to do this offseason. That's the first thing I've had to figure out. Trust me, Jordan. I have been thinking the exact same thing. Hopefully we can get Kerry to pop back into the stream and up and running. It looks like he's with us. I think I'm good. Awesome. I think we're up and running. Um, yes, I'm feeling very good. Hopefully Carrie's feeling very My good. My shit's Jordan, choppy. I know, Hold on. I know you're always feeling very good, Jordan. So I'm Carrie, glad you're with us. I know, right? Fucking Carrie out here that always wants to flaunt his his wealth over me. Apparently can't have a you know consistent running internet. So Jordan, let me ask you the question. Outside of White Sox baseball, how you doing? How you feeling? I'm good. You just asked me that already. All right. What well, what's new? Tell us more. I don't know. I think I might have won my fancy football leagues today. You know what? That's always good news. I'll tell you that much because I will tell you that much. I don't try think to try I'm and enjoy winning. the rest of my weekend before I have work tomorrow. That's really it. There you go. I don't think I'm winning any of my fantasy football leagues. So kudos to you. Um, yes. And kudos to Brian. Yes, I do not have a mic stand. I mean, I, I do, but it's really flimsy. I bought it off $3. I, I bought a 3 or $4 mic stand off of uh, Amazon. It, it, it's not very functional. So, you well, know what? what? Get for $3 to $4. Exactly. That's exactly what you get for paying what I spent for it. So, do you want – Jordan, do you know what we are? What kind of podcast are we? A White Sox podcast? We're a White Sox podcast, so fuck it. Even though Carrie is figuring out his internet problems right now, let's talk White Sox baseball, or at least baseball in general. Let's start with baseball in general. So first and foremost, Jordan, what are your thoughts on the NLCS so far? Because I feel like the what's going on right now has been very interesting within the NLCS. So go ahead and give us some some insight into what you've seen so far. Um, Bryce Harper is very good. We should have spent um, paying him what he wanted and locked the door, locked the door, and during the winter meetings and going only about a contract. Yeah, uh, you know, it, it'd be really nice that the White Sox, you know, offered this contract off to somebody like Bryce Harper or Manny Machado, considering that Manny Machado was almost a seven B WAR player this year, and uh, we got Bryce Harper, who is absolutely raking in the playoffs, batting like. 500 in the playoffs. Uh, but you know what? Such is life. 
Um, I'm back. It's nice to have you back, Carrie. Thank yeah, you very back. much for joining the fucking airwaves. I, I really uh, appreciate it. I just had your, to go downstairs to where the internet Terry, was. Terry, so. you know, you're very consistent uh, internet here. Um, I can quote my friend Steven say, I have poor internet. And, you know, because when you make shitty food, you say you're poor. So, right, right. So, we were asking about our uh, NLCS observation so far, Carrie. Have you observed anything in particular that. Yeah. Uh, is consistent amongst the NLCS. Bryce Harper got a nice size, you know, uh, thing in between his pants, but it's all about superstars, you know, uh, so far in the NL. I mean, you had Machado, Harper. I mean, either one of those guys would have helped, but um, nice to see the Phillies who've got decent pitching. I've been talking to Alex Rude uh, about this, about how I thought the Phillies were going to beat the Padres just because of, like, their first couple starters are just, you know, between Wheeler, Nola, Rangers, Suarez, mm-hmm. you have some really solid pitching. Absolutely, absolutely. And, and that bullpen, the Miller that bullpen in, in Philly has been absolutely amazing. So, um, you know, there's comments, you know, off task a little bit before we transition to the uh, ALCS. Uh, you know, we're, we're, we're at a 3-1 series right now in regard to the NLCS uh, with uh, Game 5 rolling back to San Diego, if I'm not mistaken. Um, there's comments here about the Miller driller. Jordan, would you like to comment on the Miller driller? Um, that's kind of private. I will kind of want to keep it off this podcast. You know, and I appreciate that. I appreciate that. There's also uh, a lot of, um, <laughs> that's based in the, in the, in the alpha males chat. You know what? That is true. What's, it, it's what's that? In the alpha males chat. You, would you like to explain on that? Um, maybe one day you'll find out, Carrie. The alpha males chat. Uh, I don't know what that is. <laughs> yeah, fair. Uh, there is some Jew love in in the comments as well. I I can't uh uh not comment on that. Uh, Jordan and Gary, would you like to remark on some pride for the tribe? If you know what I mean. Yeah. Um, shalom. Thank you very much, Senor. Baruch uh, Hashem. He probably doesn't understand what you mean. I don't Jordan, even know I'm what sure I just said. You. Uh, yep, I stopped. I stopped uh, being able to read Hebrew after my bar mitzvah, so I, I'm pretty clueless too. But I can right. and, do a Passover seder a little bit. And and and, and a quick quick question from the comments, Jordan. Um, just just you know, non baseball talk here. Uh, what's bigger, your cock or your nose? Definitely my cock. I appreciate that. Uh, I'm glad to hear. I'm glad to hear. Um, I don't know what TM Steve is back. Oh, that's your new nickname because you love drama. So instead of TMZ, it's TM Steve. TM Steve. I like that. I came up with that for you. That's good. I I appreciate that. You know, I'm all about the drama. I know you wanted to talk at White Sox baseball, Carrie, but, yo, we got the other 23 plus minutes of this podcast to talk about that. Yes, we know that Kanye hates both of you. (laughs) Both of you, not just Carrie, but both of you. These um, comments are hilarious. I appreciate Brian here in the comments to absolutely rip apart. I think this is for Jordan. Yes, nothing more alpha. Alpha, than alpha it should out. absolutely whip it out. So Carrie or Jordan, if no, you are Jordan. an alpha, you should absolutely just just lay it on the table right now. Um, it's great to have people in the comments. This is obviously probably the largest comment section, Carrie, that we've had since our first episode. So I'm very happy to know that, Jordan. You bring in the people. Just know that. You bring in the people. Um, I told you I, I increase ratings. 
Bring me on. Yes, absolutely. You do. Um, show us the T-shirt, by the way. What do you got going on right there? What do you got on the T-shirt? I'm sporting the Rickon shirt right now. Oh, what the you're, fuck? You're sporting the Rickon shirt. Tell me why. <laughs> Tell me why, at least. Because it could go either way. Um, this shirt can be pro or or not or not not for Rickon, so it can go either way. But this I, is his uh, winter to shine to win back the uh, fans' uh, trust. I mean, I mean that's fair. That's fair. All right. Well. Let's get into some hot baseball discussion so we think we can keep the fans on the air so that we're not drawn away. We don't lose. Yeah, now Gabe is competition now, apparently. As you can see from the comment space below, Luke said he might leave us for a a scheduled uh, Gabe space here. Which is uh, very understandable. (laughs) I mean, I understand there's a lot more entertainment there than there is here, but let's try and keep some people here. So... We try to talk White Sox baseball. So, Jordan, you know what? One thing that I like to ask our, our you know, guests in general is their White Sox baseball story. Can you tell me a little bit about how you became a White Sox fan and how you got drawn into this bullshit? Well, I mean, I really didn't get into baseball until like the late 90s because I was more growing up watching the Bulls and Michael Jordan dynasty. So around like, I would say I was around like nine years old. That first year, two thousand, when we finally when we had our the last insular hire, Jerry Manuel, as our manager, and I watched that two thousand team go to the playoffs and get swept by the Mariners in the first round, and that's kind of where it started. I went to like a bunch of games that season. Um, I remember like '03 was a you know fun one when we had Maggie Ordonez on the walk for nothing. You mean like Billy and, Koch? Oh yeah, that was horrible. The one part of '03 I hated though too. Like we used to, I used to boom from the from the um, when I was in my seats and stuff. And then, um, you know, we traded Carlos Lee for Scott Pesednik in 04. I was like, what are we doing? And then we go on and this crazy run. Yep. Yeah, and got rid of Megley. Yeah, win a, win a World Series and and, uh, and they sucked in, right? Yep. And then I had a you know mediocre ninety. Uh, we, we had two thousand six where we won over ninety games, didn't make the playoffs. Yep. 2008 gave us hope. We had the blackout game and maybe one 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 playoff game against the Rays, and then didn't really see any hope till 2012 until we almost made it with Rapid Ventura's first year, and then then we've been mediocre mediocre until 2016, and we yep. you know, and only in you know only a jackass to trade Katis for James Shields, Rick Hahn. There you go. There's your guy. So. Yeah, so Jordan, a podcast named after Rick Hahn, though. Exactly. All I'm hearing is that you're <laughs> right in the mediocrity, though, right? Pretty much. I mean, in 2016, when he gave that minor mediocrity speech, I didn't think we'd be in the same spot in 2022. I really thought that, um, you know, once we had that offseason, man, got Yasmati Grandal, even though we, we missed on Zach Wheeler, but – Plan B was Dallas because of his wife, Joe. right? We don't know though. We don't know if it's true. It could have been MSC Sports could have made that up. We'd have no idea. We only we know if one twenty five mil was a real offer. Who knows? Probably not. Plan B was Dallas Keiko and Gio Gonzalez. So fair enough. Well, hey, if we want to talk White Sox, oh, I thought you were going to say that they're going to talk Plan B. Oh, that's I a mean, whole different conversation. Go ahead. Uh, that's true. I mean, I know all about Plan B, so we're not going to discuss. We don't that. need to know that, Steve. 
So you know what? I, I just want to let our viewers know and, and create the drama, you know. So, TMC. you know, tell you know what? Tell me more, Jordan, about White Sox free agent acquisitions and, and, and what your hopes are for the offseason. Because right now, obviously, you, you're telling me that your hope is in Rick Hahn. Your hope is that the White Sox are going to do something in the offseason. Tell me, you know, what gives you that hope and and what they're going to do. Well, I don't trust this guy anymore. I I think I held on a little bit too long. Because pretty much this off, um, the 2021 offseason and then not doing anything at the deadline really hurt my soul with this guy. So I have oh, zero man. faith in this guy. But if they get a real manager that's not insular like Espada, Ricciaro, you'd think they would at least try and have a good offseason because why would you give that new manager nothing to work with? So, but like I said, first order of business when I started this podcast, we got to see 10 days after the World Series if uh, AJ Pollock opts in because that will determine what you have to spend because that's either 13 mil on or off the payroll. So, and we already know Jose Abreu ain't coming back. It's been pretty, um, been pretty evident based on what we've heard. Um, so, I mean, if you were to keep him, Andrew Vaughn or Eloy Jimenez has to go, but we don't want that. So, I don't think Eloy's Abreu- going anywhere. Well, I, I mean, let me is. ask you that, Jordan. Do you think that Jose Abreu is gone out the window? Oh, wow. We'll see you later. Sayonara. And then. And then if they do, what are the White Sox going to do with that money? I mean, what do you think? I think he is gone because I just don't think this – I don't think it really makes sense because they're not going to get the return on Vaughn or Alloy to even place them or even make the team any better. So it really doesn't make any sense. Although I'm not really sure that they just go out and trade Vaughn right afterwards because he's a first baseman and you really haven't – seen what you've gotten him yet because you've been playing in the outfield and he gets worn out by August because of too much outfield play. Mm-hmm. So I don't think we've seen his true potential yet. I mean, if you want to go the Josh Bell, Anthony Rizzo route, sure, but I don't see that being a thing. Why don't you see Anthony Rizzo to the White Sox being a thing? I mean, I agree with you, but I want to hear your take first before I, I throw in my two cents. Well, first off, he's got to opt out of his contract. $16 million, I think he he might try, so. And, um, well, the White Sox have a $700,000 man in Andrew Vaughn, who is, like, a lot cheaper. So they'll, they'll probably go that route and improve him, hopefully improve him on the areas. I absolutely agree. Why would they spend first base when they already have this this influx of uh, guys that can already play first base, a.k.a. Andrew Vaughn and uh, Gavin Sheets in particular? Right. You got a right-handed bat. You got a left-handed bat. Why Why would you sign a guy like Anthony Rizzo? I mean, yes, Anthony Rizzo raking it over the right field wall, the short right field wall where the wind blows right in guaranteed right field would feel absolutely awesome, right? But what is the major need that the White Sox have right now in their lineup? And I, I think both of lefty you can answer this, bats. right? A lefty, lefty bat, but where in particular in the lineup? Go ahead. Well, Everywhere. Can, you- you can get lefty in other in other areas, Steve. I agree. Where, Jordan? <laughs> well, first off, you already have two on the team who who underperformed horribly this year, but 
you're still going to have them next year, and Yohan Mankati is finding Grandal making $35 million collectively. So your only hope is that they bounce back and, and do what we thought they could do. Uh, Grandal at 34, with bad knees as a catcher. Um, I think that's more or less likely than Mankata. I do think Mankata will bounce back if he has the health. Um, but you, what you can do, like I said, is you can – I'm all aboard the Nimble train just like Steve is and just you know have him play left field. And if Pollock is your backup outfielder or you platoon, so be it. If you have to DFA him or trade him, so be it. And um, you can have – I mean, it's pretty inedible. Oscar Colas is cheap. So they're going to let him get a fair shot with Gavin Chiefs to play right field. So and they're they're both yep. left-handed. The kid hit over 20 home runs in, in the minors at OPS over 800. I think he's going to get a pretty fair shot, and he's going to be going into his age 25 season next year. So you might as well see what you got if you're not going to trade him. Fair. We so all know Colas is going to be playing right field, but to answer the th- about Rizzo, he's actually an outfielder, so he might be okay defensively. Yeah. yeah. That's fine and all, and, and that's just adding another left-handed bat, but why can't you have a Rizzo and get rid of Abreu either way? Like, Or do you see a you, better You can just say Gavin Sheets, hey, you can just – Gavin Sheets, you can just be on the bench. Like, why why, why not have both? Why does Sheets have to play? Like, Rizzo and or Josh Bell make way too much sense. Yeah, Sheets can go in the Myers. He's got options too. I agree with you there. But Aloy is going to be your DH, so – and if, wow. if you leave Vaughn the team, where do you play Rizzo or Bell? You got to trade a lawyer Vaughn to make that work. So, what are your thoughts on Aloy to DH, Colas to the outfield? If you're going to start in full time, because your idea is Colas is going to start in the outfield, right? Regularly. That's what I think they do because again, he's seven hundred thousand out hundred thousand versus paying twenty five thirty million a year for Aaron Judge, so it's. Yeah, it's a cheaper option. So the I- idea is Colas to the outfield regularly. Then you've got Luis if he stays healthy in center. So what about your other corner outfield position? I mean, are you still on the idea that Sheets and Vaughn or Sheets in general can play right field? Or, or th- is this where you're supplementing in free agency? No, like I said, you got to see what Pollock does with his option. But I say no matter what, you get another outfielder to platoon or play, you know, play more than him next year. Cause you know what? He's on your team. You can do what you want. You can play, you could spend more money and get Nimmo, Conforto, Jack Peterson, whoever you want to get to play left field, just have them play there and just Pollock have Pollock deal with the playing time. He's going to get, if he's going to stay on the team. But the thing with Pollock is he was proven to be a better player when he wasn't an everyday starter. True. Right? So maybe you'll get maybe it's better than having Adam Engel as your backup outfielder. Better having Leary Garcia as your backup outfielder. So you have a guy who can like play outfield for you if you have an injury pop up. So Yeah. Steve, you so, like that, huh? If you are I was dying at Senora's <laughs> comment. Sorry. I thought that was hilarious. I'm not sure if you saw that, Jordan. Yes. I'm just seeing the ones that pop up in the corner each time. I'm not really seeing the rolling. Oh, these are good. These are good. So now the city connects outside keep eyes. Exactly. I wear it to every game. I'm dying. So I I mean I would too, honestly. Uh honorary. You'd need one to hide your bald head. You know what? (laughs) Don't hate that's wisdom. That's wisdom right there. I'm not sure if Carrie told you or if you heard, but Carrie, tell him what happened at my wedding. 
Oh, yeah. Steve wanted to be one of our people, um, Jordan, and he did the horror on the chair. Yeah, we couldn't we couldn't do that at our wedding. We didn't have enough space, unfortunately. Wow. Yeah, they so have to do it for me, but that's why we got a crane to uh, come in <laughs> just to lift me up. So we'll be okay. <laughs> Steve likes that because Steve likes to fat shame. I'm, a bit, uh, I'm sorry, I'm a big fat shamer apparently. So uh, <laughs> I, I I'm dying here. That's hilarious. So <laughs> oh, sorry. Now. So, Jordan, if your ideal, who is your ideal free agent in the offseason then? I think you're throwing out a lot of speculation here. I want to hear your ideal free agent acquisitions. You know, oh, it, you know, say they're within a $30 million, uh, you know, per year range, you know, that. I will say before you answer, Jordan, Steve did ask that. And Steve did say his ideal person that he would sign is Aubrey Huff. That is. So. Hilarious! Jordan, I know you can confirm incorrect. that, Jordan. Right? That is it's incorrect. Just quote him nine times to have him play all the outfield positions. Quote him five more times to have him be all the starting pitchers. To quote him about eight more times to be all the bullpen pitchers. You have yeah, twenty-six Aubrey Huffs. Yeah, and that's what Steve wanted, no. by the way. And maybe yeah, about so maybe like the the coach. The no, there you is know, no proof of that. Idea. You can absolutely throw me under the bus. There's no proof of that. But go ahead. We'll find a way. Who's your ideal free agent, Jordan? Also, this is fact, senior. I do hate Wizzo, actually, by the way. Oh, of course. Of course. Of course. I mean, for me, for me, it's Brandon Nimmo. So there you go. I agree. I agree. I agree. I mean, you can you can go the other way and go for Conforto because I mean he didn't play this year and um, he might be able to get it cheaper, but I think Which Nimmo, we know the Sox will do. Yeah. I mean, either one works. I mean, they're both outfielders, so and they're both left-handed. But I'd rather go with Nemo because he played this year, and we don't know what we're getting out of Conforto after having the shoulder surgery, and we don't know what he is after that. So, Yeah. And um, and he had a down year before, I think. Uh, good, he had a good second half. Um, yeah. But either way, we don't know. Um, I think we need a starting pit too, because um, I'm not depending on Davis Martin as my fifth starter, and I don't know if he's even healthy right now. So I would say, you know what, just make it up to the fans and sign Carlos Rodon back. Make it up to the fans. I mean, I mean, why? I mean, why when you have outfielders that you can actually supplement this lineup with that are absolutely needed? I mean, run me through what you think the White Sox starting rotation is next year. Okay, so you got one, one, one more year of Lance Lynn. Oh, you're He'll, starting there. He doesn't okay, like Lance ahead. Lynn because he's large, by the way. You know, cushion for going. the cushion. I mean, I don't hate him. But. This is not in any order. I'm just saying we got him back. We got Dylan Cease. Uh, we got Michael Kopech. I think we are giving Lucas Giolito arbitration, but we are listening for offers. Sorry, you're missing your ace. Sure. He, said Cease, he said Dylan Cease. He did say Dylan Cease. I, I missed it. Okay. Well, he said like Lynn I said, we Cease, Giolito. We are gonna we are gonna give Lucas Giolito's arb number, but we will listen for trade offers to see if we can get better. But I don't think it makes sense because you're trading him at his lowest value. Yep. And 
you know how Rick Hahn is about evaluating talent. And is he going to sign a starting pitcher that's just as good or better? Because if Giovedo shreds the shreds the weight, gets us the mechanics fixed, he could easily put together a season just as good as Jose Quintana, Tyler Anderson, Chris Bassett, all the options out there on the on the um, agency. And it, either you lose that trade or you basically break even. So, yeah, no, okay. I agree. Um, but Rick Hahn already said he's not going to. Money is not going to be how you're going to solve the issue here. He, he, yeah, but who he you said it? I mean, I, how I are you going to get Giolito gets traded? I mean, Gio's what a four on next year's rotation if you keep everybody right. He's a three or four at this point because I mean, I mean that's what he. We think he's a mid rotation starter at this point. He's not a race anymore. He has to prove himself first. Yeah, yeah. I mean, right now it's it's cease. It's Lynn. It's I mean, who's your who's your three? Giolito right now, or are yeah, you... we got to see how Kopech's knee heal feels in spring training and see how many innings he's ready for. Yeah, hopefully it's Kopech at three, and then you've got Giolito at four. As long as Kopech's healed up the way he needs to be, I mean, are you going to find a four at ten million dollars for a year? You're not, right? I mean, I'm sure Tyler Anderson or Jose Quintana are worth that, but they could easily perform just as good or worse than Giolito next year if things were to, you know, he's going to kind of stuff and fix his stuff. And like I said, you trade him, the team that gets him figures it out because they're a smarter org than the, like the White Sox and gets him back to what he was in 19 through 2021. 20, so, yeah. Worst well, starter in baseball. Yeah, worst pitcher in baseball. No. Yeah. Our guy, our guy Brian in the comments said Crochet is going to get stretched. Do you see him? Do you see Garrett Crochet coming out as a starter in 2023? Hell no. He if he's starting games, he's in AAA doing that. Yeah. Wow. I agree. And you have three. And you what you have? And you have what do you have? You have like three left-handed bullpen options still. You have Jake Diekman returning. You have Aaron Bummer returning, and you might have Tanner Banks as a left left-handed oh, option. So, no, not so if you don't, there. Well, if you want him starting, you got to have him in AAA. So he's not going to be able to start in the majors. With I mean, the here's the Banks here's the problem, though. So say Crochet's not starting. He's not. So then start. you've got okay. So then you've got Cease, Kopech, Giolito, and then you've got two open spots. Who's starting? Who's starting? <laughs> Wait, he said Giolito, Cease, Lynn, Kopech. You have one open spot. Giolito, Cease, Kopech. You've got two open spots, right? Lynn's here. Okay, Lynn, I guess. Who's yeah, going to your other spot? Are you signing somebody? Yes. <laughs> like I said, we all wanted to be called for Don, but. We all know that's not going to happen. So we're going to probably have to go a cheaper route. Yeah. So, Why not package? I mean, I, I get it, but I think, I don't know. I'm on the idea of this. That, that I mean, I think Brian's got the right, the right idea here. You've got Jimmy Lambert. You've got Garrett Crochet. You've got an influx of guys that you could swap out starts with as a fifth starter. I mean, why wouldn't you do that and then go spend the money elsewhere? Because if this is the case, if you're not going to start either of these guys on a regular rotation, then you have to go spend 
money on a starter, right? And the White Sox, I feel like, have bigger needs. Yeah, I mean, you can go that route. If you ha- if Giueta bounces back and you have four dominant starters and Kopech gets a third pitch, that could work out. Um, I still would like to get a better option than Crochet, Lambert, Davis, Martin to be the fifth starter, but if they want to improve in second base, left field, the eventful bullpen, bullpen reinforcement, um, that might be the route they go. They might just you know go with what they got it for the fifth spot. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I think that's fair. Um, you know, I, 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 I'm laughing at some of the more hair there than his uh, head. Yes. Remind us again, Carrie. Um, I do have to comment on a, a, a comment that has strolled through from our guy, senior socks. Um, just in general, who would you prefer to be the white Sox manager going into 2023? If you had your first choice, on who's available as, as a manager and who you think is applying for a manager position or who already has applied for a manager position. Who's your first choice, Jordan? To build off a Cedric Sox question, so we have one Latin candidate in Joe Spada. We mm-hmm. have one African-American candidate in Ron Washington who are as options for White Sox. Uh, managers. Did Ron Washington actually interview? He did. I don't think he did, but he's been like a... Well, per, per rumors, he's interviewed. Yeah. He's talked to them. Um, for me, it's Joe Espada, uh, for sure. If you um, if you listen to the uh, Sock Machine podcast, he um, made the prop Jeff Blum. He's the and so Joe Espada does a great job of prepping Dusty Baker with um, stats and analytics prior to games, and that's something that this um, organization needs to get better at and embracing analytics, not having you know someone like Shelly Duncan who's like a, a nepotism hire to do your analytics. I don't know what he mm-hmm. does. I don't know if he knows, he knows anything about analytics. So, and he's, you know, he said to be really good with the players. I think connect well with the, the majority of the Latinos part of our, our team, you know, Mankata, Aloy, <laughs> um, Robert, that's Grandall. That's the makeup of our team for the most part. So I think he'd be connect well. He's more in tune with the game, but, the unfortunate part is we have to see what happens with the Astros because they're on a warpath right now. Um, they haven't lost yet in the playoffs. And um, the rumor is that the Astros will try to bring back Dusty Baker, but if they win the World Series, they may just he may just retire and then a spot against the job and just stays there because he already has a team that's talented and ready to do it again. So, But he's also been floated as a, a possibility for the Marlins. So, and he started coaching there, so that could happen too. Or we could hire Steve's armpit hair to be the the manager. You absolutely (laughs) could. So you haven't told me, you you told me, you ran me through all the guys. Who's your ideal guy, Jordan? It is Joe Espada. That's the correct answer. I mean, in my opinion, I think Joe Espada is absolutely the guy for the Or Joe Girardi. Of course you think Ozzy's the guy, Gary. You're so old school. Tell us, tell us about your old school mentality and how you need to bunt guys in from third with one out. Go oh, ahead. absolutely love bunting. Now, my guy <clears throat> would probably be Joe Spada too. So, so I just I, I don't know. I I don't know what the right answer is. Right? I mean, I want a guy from a winning organization that's not like, you know, like I wouldn't mind people from Cleveland. I wouldn't mind people from the Dodgers. So I don't know. For sure, pick, pick, 
picking from winning organizations is nice, right? I mean, you've got literally dudes that are lined up. I mean, you've got Joe Espada. You've got Matt. Remind me of the last name. Quad, Quadero? 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 Quatraro, thank you. The, uh, the bench coach read. from. Uh, not surprised you can't read. I wouldn't hate him I'm having. Sorry. I wouldn't hate him being hired either. I'm not reading. I'm pulling off a of memory. Um, both of those guys would be fantastic options, I think, for this organization. I think if they try to go inter- internal, I think if they try to go with somebody that's been in this organization before, an Ozzie Gian, even a Willie Harris. Um, and Sandy I don't think Willie Harris would be, yeah, Sandy Alomar. I don't know. I just, it doesn't settle right with me. I think something needs to change, which change within the culture of the organization. I think they really need to shake it up. I think they really need to reach from the outside and go in. Right. And, and that's not a knock on what Willie Harris could do with the organization. That's not a, not a knock on what Sandy Alomar, which I don't think he's leaving. What what he could do with the organization, I think nice. they just need to. I mean, either of those guys, I think would be solid. I just think they need to reach outside. I think they need a total culture shakeup, and ultimately, I don't think that you necessarily think- starts with manager. I think that starts with the whole entire organization. I mean, wow. I, I think they need to change up the training staff. I think they need to change up the GM. Obviously, I think they need to change up. The entire coaching staff when it comes to hitting coach. I mean, I'm cool with Ethan Katz, but like hitting coach, bench coach, base coaches. I think all that needs to be changed. And I hope, honestly, with a manager change, all of that comes too. I mean, you guys could think otherwise, but go ahead and tell me if you think. I I have a quick question. Do you think there'll be backlash if the White Sox hire somebody like Sandy Alomar or Willie Harris because they have ties to the White Sox? Like, will that come up and, and people be upset about that? I don't think I'd be okay as, with either of those guys, but I don't think as much as AJ Brzezinski or Jim Tomey because the, those two guys at least have experience coaching. So they, you know, Willie Harris did a lot of minor league coaching. Yeah, his first job was with the Dash and the, I think the Voyagers will be. They used to be in our um, in our um, farm system when Jerry Reinsdorf gave him the job. He got that job gifted him from Jerry Reinsdorf, but he went on with the Reds and. You know, he was the he was the you know the Rooney the Rooney interview in 2020 to be the you know the minority interview to be the, the, the to be the the rooster runner up to you know get the courtesy interview and then he went on to be the third base coach for the Cubs. So there's you know there's um experience there and then Sandy Almar who's been managing who's been coaching on the on the Guardians um bench for a little bit. So. I think it's better because all AJ has been doing is been doing pretty mediocre broadcasts in the booth. And all Jim Tomey has done is really just kind of helped Gavin Sheets and Javon be hitters as a, as a team ambassador and does the MLB network um, stuff. And really, so, I mean, it'd be better than those two, but I still don't want it. There's better options. Fair enough. Gary, do you have any questions for our friend Jordan here as we uh, start to wrap this thing up at the 35-minute mark? Man, that went by fast. It did. It did indeed. No, I, I mean, I don't really have any more questions. I'd say what is eh, – I'll, I'll give you I'll give you a question. What What is your prediction for the AL Central next year, right? So are the White Sox going to – 
bounce back and win, right? Have a good offseason, or does Cleveland build on what they have? We know they won't spend in free agency, but do they build on what they have, or do the Twins figure something out? Like, what do you think happens? Because I think the Sox, the division is still very much easily obtainable next year, but what do you think? I think this division is wide open outside of the Kansas City Royals because the Tigers got a new GM this offseason, so you don't know what they're going to do. He's from the Giants organization, so they could easily um, get in the mix as well, too. But I think it's between really the Guardians, the Twins, and the White Sox. And like I said, as long as the core players bounce back and, you know, who else bounces back, we could easily be in contention just, just like we were in 2021 and 2020. You do need to have, you know, a fruitful offseason and, and make moves to make this team better. And you need to get the right manager in here as well, too, to set, to set up the culture and set up the mentality about, you know, no more of telling players not to hustle. No more, no more of not holding players accountable. I mean, we saw what this team was when, you know, when when, when uh, La Russa left the dugout and Cairo took over. This team got a little bit better than fell apart once the Guardians season came around. If would have done that back in June, I think this team would have had a shot to, you know, be competitive with the Guardians. Just did, just did a little bit too late, and a month was not enough time for this team to turn it around. So, so yeah, it's all about, you know, doing things that make sense in the offseason, establishing a new culture with your coaching staff, and, yeah, get, rid, get a new training staff as well. These, you know, these uh, soft tissue injuries are killing me and really – we can't have that anymore. I absolutely agree, agree with you, more. Jordan. I absolutely agree with you. Training staff is a huge issue within this organization, and it has been ever since. I, I, I hate to pin it on one specific situation, but ever since Herb Schneider left, right? Yep. I mean, like, it just seems like this training organization, or, or within the organization, the training staff is just absolutely falling apart. So it, it's just an absolute bummer to see guys with so much potential, right? The Luises, even Yasmani Grandal, Avoy, Yoan, uh, Tim at the end of the year, right? I, and, and Tim is a little bit more preventable. Like, but so many guys that have gone down with injuries that you you would hate to see go down with injuries, things that may be helped with strength and conditioning that have not been. So I, I would love to see that shaken up as well. And I think you bring up a valid point there. Um, and, and yes, um, the, the GM issue is a big issue. The manager issue is finally solved. Um, and hopefully the entire coaching staff issue is solved with the manager issue. So I don't know what, uh, what will get tied with that, but I'm really hoping so. So kudos to Alex Rude for, for bringing that up. I know he needs a little nod to, to up his ego. So, um, any final thoughts from anybody else that's, uh, that's here with us on the airwaves, Jordan, Kerry. And Rick, how do we trust? Because we have no choice. Oh yuck! I I hate that idea. I hate it. I literally, I was literally on my other podcast earlier this morning and said, "I, I just I can't to even it. say in Han we trust." Thank you for listening. Uh, I I can't even say in Han we trust. I I hate it so much. It's saying because... it too, but what choice do we have? <sighs> it's a valid point. It's a valid point. I mean, go out and just be ballsy. Go fucking be ballsy. It's honestly it feels like the last year of your window. So. I think we'll have a pretty good idea who the if whoever the manager is will have an idea cuz if they go out and get Espada or um Quartaro, it might mean they 
do the right things with the coaching staff and free agency and whatnot. But they bring in some of the guys again, Jim Tomey. We're in for more of the same or worse. Fair enough. Gary, final thoughts as we wrap up this episode. I love you, Jordan. I love you too, Gary. I love it. The hatchet is buried. Thank you so much, everybody, for joining in. (laughs) (laughs) What can I say? TM Steve here out on the airwaves. Thank you so much, everybody, for joining us. We appreciate you in the live comments. We appreciate you joining us afterward on the podcast airwaves. You can subscribe to us anywhere. You can subscribe to us on YouTube in the live comments. You can subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts. You can subscribe to us on Spotify, wherever you listen to your podcasts. Make sure you do so. Thank you so much for tuning in again. Have a good night, everybody. Peace out. It's Believe in the South Side. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.